Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for episode 28 of Sippin' Tea with Joey and Marie. <laughs> I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. I am back from vacation, and I'm back better than ever. Well, I don't know if better than ever, but I'm trying to feel <laughs> a little bit more excited. I got I got my energy back. You know what I mean? The flame has been lit once again. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready like spaghetti. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. It was hot. Vaca- yeah, it's hot. And from you coming from Texas, from Texas back to Twin. El Paso, like, Texas. I'm sure the heat didn't change much. <laughs> no, it didn't. It actually kind of remained the same. When we went over there, we kind of brought a little bit of cooler weather. Mm-hmm. So while we were hanging out, it was a little bit overcast. It was raining a little bit. So it was a little bit humid. Then when we came back this way, we kind of, the weather kind of followed us. So the weather yeah. has kind of remained consistent throughout this yeah. time that I've been back the last couple of weeks and oh, whatnot. I've been getting so dark this summer. Yes, yeah, same. And only because this is the most yeah. outside I've been. I'm more of a chocolate brown now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Like I'm looking at myself and I wear I wear chocolas all the time, and I see my farmer's tan, (laughs) and my fiance calls me zebra feet because, (laughs) like, that's what it looks like, and I'm just like, but this Well, that's why I always take off my shirt. All the time, when I go in the backyard and I start working on something or or whatever, I always take off my shirt. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to get no farmer's tan. I just don't like the way it looks. the only farmer's tan I have is on my feet, though, surprisingly. That's what it looks like, dirty feet. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) what I don't like, like... But I'm like, hey, these are good chunkless. They have they have memory foam, so I walk around a lot, so it just kind of helps a little bit. So <laughs> gotta take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, but vacation was amazing. Shout outs to my prima. Alejandra, Alex, and all the family, Lynette, uh, Efren, the 20 twins, twins, mm-hmm. Celeste and Desiree. It was really fun hanging out with y'all. I love y'all, and I miss you already. And uh, it was just so much fun. We got to go check out this uh, arcade called Rubik's Arcade. Oh, I was so and jealous. It was so amazing. And if, if for those of y'all who listen to us in El Paso know what I'm talking about, it's just an awesome place. There's a place similar to that in, um, in, in, uh, Boise. in Boise, but mm-hmm. not as cool as far as just the, oh, yeah. the, the, the imagery. It's the just imagery. amazing. Although I know because so in case people in the Boise area, even in the twin know the space bar and the space bar, you know, it has arcade games and everything. And at the time, it was this really small bar. You just walk in, there's games, get your beer and that's it. But they're opening up a new location. And so I'm really excited because it is a lot bigger, which that's kind of what I like. I mean, I I like the smaller like feel because it was really cool. Yeah, it feels cool. Everyone is hanging out, playing games. Yeah, well, we performed there a couple times. And when we performed there, the crowd gets so tight, you know, and so it feels like a house party up in there. But at the same time, it's like it would be nice to have a bigger area. Yeah, so I'm really excited once it opens up. Like how it's gonna look, and I hopefully, I mean, it probably won't look as cool as the one in El Paso, that based on the pictures that I've seen. Oh, and you amazing. can see it on his social media too, the, some of those photos. But I am excited, you know, we have something similar nearby. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and, and that was was really cool about it because uh, when my, uh, when uh, uh, your tia told me about it, I was like, yeah, we have something like that. She goes, check this place out. She's like, no, no, I, no. I was like, dang, I even got to take a picture with the Incredible Hulk. That dude is like what eight feet tall. Yeah. Oh my goodness, huge. And then we got to go check out uh, Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. And Lincoln Park was dope. It's got so much cultura, so much uh, amazing uh, art, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Chicano art and stuff. And, um, uh, down in Lincoln Park, they have like th- these bridges over it, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's Lincoln Park, Chicano Park, and El Paso. So it's got these just cool, you know. Um, paintings of of our that's that's vibrant as our culture you know and what was cool while we were down there because i told her this is where i want to go yeah the reason why i wanted to go because i'm a fan of eddie guerrero and uh the late great eddie guerrero the 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 wrestler and stuff like that and i just love the whole guerrero family they're just it's just always fun to watch wrestlers uh uh, mexicanos and stuff Mm -hmm. and so they had um 
a mural of Eddie Guerrero down there. So I wanted to take it. But it was cool because when I got there, I was looking at all of them. And the last one I got to yeah. was the Eddie Guerrero one, you know. And it was just really cool, man, to be there, to uh, to feel a part of of. of of culture and history mm-hmm. that was created there. And then what was really cool, we were coming back, there was these lowriders starting to pull oh, up. I saw those yeah. photos. And they were so dope. So what's happening there is they're actually filming a, a, a part of a documentary that's going to be on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's why all these lowriders were, were pulling up. That's and super cool. Yeah, so I got to take a picture of some of them and, and got to talk to a couple of the guys that own the cars. Really cool dudes, man. And it was, it was just really fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we ate a bunch of delicious food. This thing, I've never, ever, ever in my entire life done this because I'm not bougie like that and I don't got money <laughs> like that. And uh, and uh, the prima, she was like, uh, and Primo Efren, he's like, just go, get whatever you want. We went to the West Texas Chop House. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, what do you want to eat? I was like, I, I, I don't know, man. I've never yeah. been here. And then so the guy says, hey, we got this. We got a uh, a dry-aged steak. Uh, it's been a dry age for 25 days in Himalayan salt. And I'm like, what? I'm not, me and your mom, We've all we've ever seen this is on like cooking yeah, shows, cooking right? Yeah, cooking shows. You see that? Yeah. Like, you see these like nice little yeah. cakes of just like this beautiful yeah. dish. <laughs> yeah, the, and, the, and then uh, Efren saw my eyes light up. He goes, you want to try that? Uh, and I was like... I don't know, man. How much is? Don't worry about it. Just do you want it? And I was like, oh, well, you know. He goes, well, I'm gonna get it. You go ahead and get one. He goes, Jessica, you want one? And then, and then uh, your mom's like, yeah, you know. And, and then so she, he asked everybody. So, anyways, we get this steak, okay? And let me just tell you, this steak was like a. I don't even. I don't. It was so amazing to taste mm-hmm. this. The texture, the way even to eat it, to digest it, it was so. It just so easy to eat, and it was a twenty ounce steak. I've never eaten a twenty ounce steak yeah. in one setting in my life, but it was so easy to uh, to eat because it was so tender, oh, yeah. so delicious. Every bite was full and packed of flavor, and it was just the steak itself. And they had this little like almost like a little. You know, yeah. of, of sauce, like a little. Just put it yeah. on there, and, and so you just tap it a little bit, because mm-hmm. that's all you need—just a little tap, just mm-hmm. a little tap, tap. And so, <laughs> put I'm the like, steak, mm-hmm. and it was so good. <laughs> and like my mouth's watering right now from thinking of the steak. I don't know if I'll ever taste another steak like that because I'm too cheap, and I don't know if I want to spend money right. like that. What is that like? Yeah. What is that super popular steak cut? Uh, Wagyu. Yeah, Wagyu. The Wagyu steak. Oh. I've tried only Wagyu one time. Uh-huh. Me and my fiance, and my fiance will tell this story to the day he yeah. dies. I'm going to do the same thing with this thing. It was so my like a couple years ago, we went to visit my my uncle Reno, Lou, Lou, yeah. and um, we're like hanging out, and he goes, "Yeah, you know," he's telling the story how he's at this party and he meets this guy, and they ended up pretty cool with each other and he was a butcher so he can cut meat and everything well he gave a bunch of steaks and my uncle was like yeah he, he gave me this i don't even know what it is like wag wagon like something and my family was like is it wagyu steak and he goes yeah and he's like i think so and my uncle didn't realize like how yeah this is a good how expensive cut, and how, expensive yeah, this how unique is. this cut is yeah and the fact that he got it for free and so he ended up and he got a lot of steaks right got, yeah i got a lot of wagyu steaks and so the first night he made his dinner and my fiance he ate it and he goes we can leave right now yeah. like we can leave right now and i would this is the best part of my vacation was taking the, you know the steak well the next day we did a steak and like steak and eggs mm. with the wagyu and oh my gosh like that feeling of like just trying the, yeah. that like oh. it's the marbleization yeah. of 
yes. the wagyu steak is just uh, just perfection. It's gorgeous. It's just delicious, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's why it's so easy to eat like that. And man, I just I just love that cut of steak. Anyways, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. So once again, shout outs to uh, uh, your tia Alejandra and uh, Efren and the whole family over there. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And of course, tia Paz, mm-hmm. uh, my tia. She made me her famous pancakes, mm-hmm. and it was like heaven. It was taking like a bite out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Don't you love that when? And I know people are listening right now when you're with your mom and your parents, <laughs> or you know, or your tias. You know, uh, when you're you're older like myself, and then you go, and then they just treat you like a little kid again, mm-hmm. and they give you this food, and it's just so nostalgic, and you feels like you're back to being yeah, a little it dude again. Yeah, it brings back so much yeah. memories within that taste, and that oh. goes for like listening to a certain song, or yeah. you know, like things like that. Like it just. The remembrance of your childhood, like that's yeah. like ugh, you feel so good about it. It was amazing. Well, while you were gone, a lot of a lot of season finales had happened yeah. that we didn't get to talk about. Oh yeah, well speaking of a butcher, because we're talking about a butcher. A butcher, the <laughs> boys' season finale <laughs> just came out, and oh goodness. All I gotta say is this: Look, look, we're not gonna give it <laughs> spoilers, but there's, there's it, it, something might slip. Okay, so yeah, just be careful to what we're saying. Warning: These two season yeah. finales, there are gonna be a little spoilers. Yeah, so if you tiny want to ones, this not section, big ones. Yeah, you can skip. Yeah, but I wouldn't because you're still gonna enjoy what we're talking about. <laughs> now, the boys, a lot of people haven't seen this. Like, like my boy uh, Hendrix. Mm-hmm. By the way, shout out to Hendrix because I I hung out with him in El Paso too. He's mm-hmm. he lives in El Paso, so shout out to my boy because he's listening right now mm-hmm. and he says he listens to our show all the time while he's working out and stuff like that. So well, thank you, good shout sir. Out, to my boy and so um i was telling him about the boys you know mm-hmm. and he was like i heard man he goes but i don't know i can't really watch it because i don't watch it around my lady because my lady doesn't like those kind of shows i was like bro watch it right now because he was uh his his lady was was uh, oh by the way congratulations to him because he's a new grandfather Aww, and uh hey. yeah it's really cool and he's so young man he's, yeah. and he's like i'm like dang bro well, anyways uh <laughs> i told him watch this show while your lady's gone then and so he goes i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it and so i was telling him about how crazy the yes. show is so we got to the last of the third season now mm-hmm. and honestly eight episodes and it didn't feel like ep- eight episodes. It did not feel like eight episodes. Because there was so much happening in these episodes yes. that they were just jam- jam-packed full of content. It was one after another, which after another. I really loved it. And maybe because there was an added villain to this mm-hmm. to this season, which yeah. was Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. And, I don't and he's know, from Supernatural. Yeah, I yeah. don't know the actor's name. I'm horrible. But the only reason I don't really, I know where he's from because my fiance he cried very emotionally <laughs> in the season finale. He ugly cried in the season so finale. So much as everyone else out there. I'm sure you guys all cried. Like, that was a dear show to your heart. Um, but I was really like, he was super happy. Like, that's what, he loved the boys, but he was super excited to have this guy cast as Soldier Boy. It's a totally Boy. different But uh, I, I will have to guy. give him so much credit for the way he acted for this role. Oh yeah, because he's a good guy on mm-hmm. Supernatural, and this one guy. he's yeah. a piece. You of... You see this good oh. guy, and you see this piece of crap dude, and yeah. like he played a piece of crap so well yeah. that I was like, oh my gosh! And honestly, he he grew out his facial hair. He did all those things. He actually worked out and stuff. He worked out, got you know, got fit. He looks and like stuff. a big guy too. And then he, he could, you know, why he's such he got, a dirty bastard? But too. you know why he worked out? Because he thought everyone else, like he thought everyone else, you know. Worked out and did all these things, and everyone did work out, but they actually had little things to make them a little bit bigger. And he goes, "Oh, so you're telling me I like did some crazy Marvel workouts only for some people to just like, yeah, just do this and do that." (laughs) But no, like I give him credit for being a good villain, and I think the interactions between him and Homelander. Oh my gosh, that fight! Yeah, that fight was so good with Butcher. Tiny spoiler, Mm -hmm. tiny spoiler, but there is a fight scene between Butcher, Mm -hmm. Homelander. 
and, and Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy. That honestly is such an epic well, fight. Well, honestly, it matched up. I have to say it, it matched up, but the other fight was better when the Nazi lady, when the girls oh, were fighting the Nazi yeah, lady. Yeah. I honestly love that fight with all three girls. That one was a good one, beating too. Beating the crap out of her. Like, that one is my all-time favorite. Yeah, that was This a good one, one was good, uh, but the one, the, the I told, Nazi I one. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the Nazi one is... I put it right up top. Let me just tell you that this <laughs> fight takes place on an episode that is probably the most, um, it, the, the probably the dirtiest episode yes. they've ever and, came up with. And then people, like, it, if you read the comic books, you know yeah. what you're talking about. It really but, pushes the, subje- uh, the, uh, the, the, the subject matter here. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and the for, fact that this was aired, yeah. I was very surprised. Yeah. But I knew they probably would have did it 10 times worse, but I also know they wanted to keep their show going. Yeah, so the, the whole <laughs> thing the whole thing that's happening in this, this there's a really Particular serious, episode. yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a real serious scene that's happening or serious, um, I guess, uh, interaction that's happening between the, 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 the bad guys and the good guys and this mm-hmm. episode but it's all it's all happening while they're having this hero-gasm yeah and the hero-gasm is <laughs> you basically you heard it right ladies yeah, and gentlemen it's a hero-gasm <laughs> so there's a big orgy there's a big superhero orgy happening at this place as they're fighting yeah where this takes place where this big fight and this whole crazy showdown happens and it's just insane yeah. and I was like holy crap these guys weren't holding back well, at all which I have to say and like people do obviously have to watch if you haven't watched the season finale definitely watch it but I do think that the hero-gasm episode was a little bit better in my personal take just because the, the fight finale? scenes yeah the, compared to the finale I think yeah the finale, but that last little freaking oh, thing oh it was good it was good and I'm already like I was punching the air so much because I was just so angry at so many people yeah. like in the show well, and I the, won't say the people but I'm just angry <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say this to maybe help you uh, better understand the finale versus uh, mm-hmm. Herogasm Herogasm was an epic fight mm-hmm. was an epic fight the finale. It was a, it was a place that Frenchie yeah. wanted to be at, yeah. and he got to miss it. Yeah, and the finale was an epic, an epic conclusion. Yeah, because once you get to there, you're like, oh no, oh, yeah. you're like, well, then, oh, it, it was a so good, good. Honestly, it was a good way to end the season because it really set you up for what to expect as far as who are going to be the villains of mm. the next season. Yeah, like who are going to be the villains. The guy who plays Homelander, that God, guy so always good. amazes me. As he has a he has a show, by the way. We need to watch yeah. it, Banshee. Yes, yeah, and I need to watch it. And, and I, I was like, there is this little corny, little oh, yeah. bastard smirk that I just want to punch watching, this guy. I've been yeah. watching like little clips and things from his other films and stuff, and I'm like, I'm trying to get Homelander out of my head right? because that's all I can see. But I have to give him so much credit for playing this dude because he does it so freaking yeah, well that it makes me you uncomfortable him, watching yeah. him in anywhere. Else. Yeah, and it, he just. <laughs> has this weird perverted yes. smirk and this these eyes that are just like deranged yeah you know you're like whoa this dude there's this dude he's is gonna just issues yeah that's for sure he's got issues oh, but yeah. besides that comic-con had happened not too long ago and yeah. joseph quinn who plays eddie on stranger I things love that character which i i cried on season finales but the amount of my my nose is plugged. Yeah, that's watching the uh, season finale, and I and, and I'm not a crier. You know, I, I I tear up. I'm not a crier, but honestly, a cu- a couple times on that episode, I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I was bawling. I was holding myself in my bed. I had uh, tissues next to me because my sister kept telling me because ever you guys watched the season finale before I did, uh, and my sister goes, spoiler, yes. spoiler. It was it was when 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 Max. Yes. Is like. And she doesn't want to die. She's all, I don't oh want to die, gosh. man. Like, I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> that got to me. And then, yo, it was just, it was such oh. an emotional season yeah. finale. Yeah. Like, it was so emotional because, you know, you're used to, 
some of these, I mean, some of the characters that have passed away in the season, I was sad about. Yeah. But now you're having the the main characters getting cut off one by one that you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. And Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie, which I am very, I loved Eddie. I loved Eddie, yeah. and I was. I think everybody does. I he he. Was I think just everybody loves character. Eddie more than they love the other characters yeah. at and, this point. You know, more. I. Well, other than Steve, because yeah, I really Steve, love Steve. Steve's, Steve's the mom. Yeah. Steve's the yeah, mom Steve's working three jobs, supporting the kids, you know, do whatever they got to do, okay? He's a mama now. But Joseph Quinn, you know, I he has played, you know, roles like in Games of Thrones and just some other shows that, you know, this is his first, like, debut of a show that is big as it is. Mm. And for him being a main character. Yeah, this, this so wasn't a bit part. This was a main... Watching this actor in interviews, he gets so emotional because he... He seems like such a humble he doesn't, dude. He doesn't realize how, how big that people relate to how this How big character. of an impact he yeah, is, is really to this character. This, yeah. And so when he was at Comic-Con, I was really upset of how the workers were treating him. And, they this, were, and this is in UK, by the way. Yeah, this is in UK. They were yelling at him because he was taking too long spending time with each man. And they kept telling him, like, you need to hurry up. Like, we don't have time Well, they told this. him, you need, to sh- uh, you need to hurry the F up. Mm-hmm. That's what they told him. And I was so mad at that. For one, that is so, like, unprofessional. Two, you're having famous people at this event appreciate yeah, you, you don't, have you don't this treat person like that. here. Yeah, you don't treat but them the like But the fact that. that, like, you know, someone like Joseph Quinn, like, he's so... He's not new to it, but he's new to the fact of having a big role in something. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he wants to just spend at least an extra minute with each person, like there's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of people who took pictures with Joseph Quinn even posted like on Twitter, Facebook, things like that, saying like they were fine with the wait because he took his time with each person. Yeah. It wasn't just like a picture and we're leaving. Like it's, hey, how's it going? Thank you. Like, well, And then when it's, it was proven uh, when they did the interview, you mm-hmm. know, and he was kind of he was sitting there and he was like the, the panel. Oh. And uh, the my lady, heart and the yeah. girl goes, I don't really have a question. I just want to appreciate you. Yeah. And he's like, and crying. thank you. Yeah. And thank you for, <laughs> for just taking the time to, that you give us and whatnot and just being such a sweet person. Mm-hmm. And he starts tearing up. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, why'd you do that? I think people just related to him because he was such an outsider. Yeah. Like he was such an outsider, which the town hated him and he fought for a town oh, that hated him. Gosh. Oh, I'm so enraged by that. And Tiny spoiler. Yeah. Just I'm sorry. That's a spoiler right there. No. But you, you, I could say it, but you won't cry as hard as watching yeah. the episode. I know so. most people have already watched, especially <laughs> fans of Stranger Things. But in case you haven't watched it, we don't really want to ruin it for yeah. you because it's it's such a good show. Yeah. Like I said, like mm-hmm. I could say it, but you have to watch it yeah. to really like feel the moment but yeah. i'm very excited for the new season because it starts with will and now it's going to end with will i think so and i personally well, do think that's my theory on it and i've been saying this and that, i agree i agree i think that 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 will has been f- sensing mm-hmm. um uh, vecna this whole time yes and that's what the that's what was bothering him this whole time and i thought it was something else but no that's what was bothering and that was the issue that he feels him and he can sense him and i think this my theory is that the only way they're going to beat vecna mm-hmm. is because this is his window into into the 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 outside world the upside down yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, or the you know the regular yeah. way right so that's his window is through will and i think will has to has to pass away. Oh, I think so too. I in think, order for them to yeah, beat that's him. that's the sacrifice of you yeah. know saving a town. Yeah, like that's closing, what that's what's gonna have to happen. And so I truly believe that. But also, they really do like you have these theories. But then when you watch the show, you're like, oh, and, uh, that didn't happen didn't <laughs> the way, the I, way thought I thought it did. <laughs> so who knows? It may not even be that way. It may be something completely different. You know what I mean? But I'm really excited for this new season because it's not. 
the difference between the other previous seasons is, you know, with the previous season, it was like a year later or months later. No, this is going to continue off from the season finale. Like it's going to take right there where they're looking out and they're seeing that the upside down is you know, kind of forming into the real world. And shout out to the actor who plays Vecna slash what? Like, that guy killed it. And it's funny because the directors did leak some old photos of what Vecna was supposed to look like back then. And I was, no. Like, I'm so glad you guys did not bring him out like that because this guy, the way they put him together was just perfect. Like, it it was was this perfect creepiness. And even the origins behind Vecna was so good. It was was a good way to tell this villain story. Yeah, if you haven't caught up on Stranger Things, please do so. Mm -hmm. All right, because you're missing out on a great show. And if you haven't started watching it, start watching it because you'll love it and you'll probably forget even the little tiny spoilers that we gave. Some people I've talked to, they're like, I don't watch it because it's overly hype. No, this is a good, compared to Games of Thrones. It's a good reason. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good hype. It's a Mm. good hype because it's a nostalgic feeling Mm. of people growing up back in this era. Mm. But you have some of the most lovable characters and you're getting to see them grow as a person especially someone like Steve the way Steve was in season one versus now totally two different people like so definitely highly recommend watching this show so I gotta talk about smack I know last uh, last episode when we had Spin Master Mugen here with us Mm -hmm. we were actually hyping up this dude we were hyping him up like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Pain, T-Pain, this, T-Pain, that. I T-Pain, hate that, that I hype people up and something happens. And then we come back this episode and now we got to tear this mofo down. Because look, I got I, li- I like T-Pain. I'm not going to lie, but I'm also pissed at T-Pain. Because, I think he gets too cocky sometimes. Well, he does. And how is he going to come at my boy Tupac like that? This dude is a fool. He claims, he says that if Tupac were alive right now, he would be chewed up. And killed lyrically by artists of today. Bro, you are smoking. I don't no. know what you're smoking. Yeah, I don't know what I you were I will smack on. the auto-tune out your mouth, son. Yes. Look, look, man. I'm going to tell you like this. Tupac was on a whole different level. He, he, he's, he was untouchable at the moment that he was in. You know what I mean? Lyrically, the dude, lyrically, he's a, he's a monster. Why? Not because of wordplay, but because of the content. Mm-hmm. His lyrics to this day make sense. And, and you could apply them to situations that are happening yeah, around you, the world. Yeah, everything that's still current. How many, yeah, how many MCs can you say can still do that? Yeah. There isn't. There isn't. I mean, it's probably a handful, if that. Yeah. You know, yeah, we could look for them. We could find them. But to this day, this guy passed away in 1996. And still, his lyrics are relevant to this day. That, to me, is a lyricist. You might not be. You probably, He probably doesn't understand what a lyricist yeah, is. And, and that's the thing to me. It's like. So that's why I'm so angry yeah, right now. Well, yeah. Like, I want to slap no, him. No, I was angry about it because to me, it's Tupac like, like no. I don't think Tupac would have got demolished or anything like that. I think mm. that to me, you have you have even artists now that you know definitely fit that criteria of you know next to Tupac like J Cole, yeah, or even Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick yeah. Lamar is a you know the way they they talk they they talk about these, there's a message in there. It's in a their message. Yeah. They talk about controversy. They talk about things that people struggle with on a day to day. These normal things that will always carry ten years. From and now. that was that was the original mm-hmm. form of of hip hop was social commentary yes. of what's happening right now and what we're doing and how we're dealing with it and how you can they can help you deal yeah. with it right even tribe called quest i yeah. mean they, they wrote a lot of music that there was hidden messages in yeah. those yeah. and so with hip-hop back then that's all it was was yes you're you're able to you know kind of showcase what you love doing and d- these things that make people you know mub their heads and stuff but each song always had a message to yeah. something and there's an evolution yes. there's there's an evolution factor here obviously tupac would have evolved mm-hmm. all right you're he's basing it based on 1996 music mm-hmm. all right if, if anything i'm gonna go to that look 
even at 1996 music, music from 1996 and then, you know, back. Yeah. It's still relevant to this day. Oh, 100%. So he, he doesn't really have anything to base his, his silly ass comment well, pe- on, you know? People use more of Tupac's music now more yeah. than ever. And what's what's funny is that, that these rappers yeah. that talk smack about Tupac, you wouldn't be talking your smack if he was alive right now. Yeah. There's Y'all no talk way. a lot of trash, but if this man pull up right now. He would now. tear you apart. <laughs> he would tear you apart lyrically. He would tear you apart. He would he would say, F you and your mother F and mama. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry, but he would humiliate you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean, what I'm saying is like even his lyrics are are, are relevant today. Yeah. I'm going I'm to tell you a little snippet of his song Troublesome that came yeah. out in 1992, and then it was later re-released, like around uh, 96 or something, as a remix. And he says they talk a lot of shit, but that's after I'm gone because they fear me in the physical form. Mm-hmm. So he was already talking about T Pain back then. Yeah, he already Cause he knew. knew. He knew these suckers were <laughs> gonna come out and knew. try to talk smack. Be like, yeah. you know what? There is no other MC. Name me another another MC, another hip hop artist that has a legacy like Tupac. Okay, well, Tupac has transcended from just just hip hop. To everything, to humanitarianism, uh, to, to so many different things, to like, well, this guy's too, they, just they a hip-hop class, artist. They have classes about yeah. his poetry, like how he carried himself and stuff like that. Like, to yeah. me, it's just like, you can say all you want. Yeah, but. He could talk all that smack, but I tell you what, I'm going to say one more time. T-Pain, if you open your mouth again, I will find you. <laughs> all right? I will find you. I will find you I will on find your you. Twitch channel. And, and I will smack. I will smack the out of tune out oh your mouth, gosh. son. I will get Liam Neeson's, my boy Liam yes. Neeson's. All right, you be taken, son. Nah, man, but for real, you know, res- respect my man Tupac. All right, mm-hmm. all right. And if you don't respect him, come at me. All right, mm-hmm. come at me. Mm-hmm. All right, now we got to talk about this because I am so so proud of the fact that they are producing a movie like this, and the fact that my man, one of our boys, right there. My man, uh, 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 Michael Peña, is going to be starring I, in this role. Yeah, I just have to say, I love this orgullo, man. Orgullo, orgullo mexicano right there. Yeah, Straight I up. love this man. And I love the times he's been able to portray some amazing Hispanic individuals such as Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez, yeah, oh, man. And so I was around that time. I was a little squeaky. Up, but, I am just, I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic because it's, it's going to showcase more of, you know, Hispanics are more than just gangsters or these yeah. things like we could be anything if we put our minds yeah, to it I, I, I love that like you say I love that he takes on roles that are not stereotypical mm-hmm. uh, roles of course there's some funny roles he takes on yes. and whatnot but like he takes on roles that are monumental and that mean oh, yeah. something so Mike yeah so Michael Pena has been casted to portray the life of former NASA astronaut Jose Hernandez in the upcoming Amazon Prime film currently titled a million miles away and if you guys don't know who this nasa astronaut is this man is amazing he's amazing because he fits up to the list of one of the first hispanics to be able to go to space go to space but this guy was rejected 11 times before getting accepted into nasa 11 wow. times yeah. <laughs> like and so Never with, give up. yeah with Benya starring as hernandez this is the first migrant farm worker astronaut in space who flew the space shuttle mission which is sts 128 on the space shuttle discovery and this guy like the story of this dude is phenomenal well he didn't learn uh, english until he was 12 no he didn't learn english he, he was he raised was... with migrant workers um and uh, as, as as uh you know mom and dad like me like mm-hmm. myself you know he traveled from town to town yeah. in california yeah. and so like you said he didn't learn english till he was 12 because of the constant moving from school to school yeah. he didn't have that time to uh, settle relate, in relate and be time, there right? but eventually they ended up settling in stockton um, that's where your grandma's and from. that's where my grandma lives yeah. <laughs> in Stockton. And when he started going to school there, the teacher saw saw something in him and told his parents, like, 
there's something in him, but the thing he needs most is stability. He needs the stability in order to succeed. And, you know, with this individual, he feels that Michael Pena fits the bill of being someone like him in terms of being a normal person. He goes, I wanted someone who was going to be casted for this role to look normal because you want to feel for this character throughout this, you know, this movie of getting rejected 11 times, no. being in a farm worker, you know, family and not learning English to hear 12 and having to move school to school. He wanted someone to fit that and for you to completely feel what he had to yeah. go through to get to where he went mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And so Michael Pena is the perfect person for that. Like, like I said, like I've seen him in many roles and he does so well in them. And I just think that for one, I think he truly cares about these these roles that he puts himself in. That he will really try to see the full three sixty of oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's it sounds like an amazing story, and I'm and I'm so excited to see it play out. And and you know the story. Mm-hmm. I went to a different school every year, every single year. I went to a different school until um, sophomore year, mm-hmm. and and that's that's when I was about fifteen, because we would we would work in different different places. I started working when I was like ten years old. Picking oranges mm-hmm. and uh, grapefruits, lemons, uh, olives, all yeah. over, all over California. You, you know, <laughs> and then we would. That's why we would come over here to uh, to Idaho to Hoe Beets. You know, to clean up the the sugar beets, and then we'd go out to Washington for the apples and the cherries. And so we would go through all the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, picking picking different types of fruits just to try to make some money. We lived in a van for a while too. Uh, we lived in a van. Um, down by the river, no, <laughs> no. But we, well, actually, we did at one point. But yeah. the, when we would park the van, we would park it at the fields, at mm-hmm. the at the orange orchards, so that way we can get up and get like an early start and start, you know, filling up these boxes because you would get paid like ten dollars a box, and there are huge boxes back then, mm-hmm. huge boxes in the eighties, and you'd have to fill them up with oranges. So you have to be picking oranges and fill up these boxes, and you get ten bucks per box. Mm-hmm. So the more of these boxes, the more money we make, right? So, anyways, we would work at so many different places that every year we couldn't afford to live at this place so we went to a different place we go to a different school a different school different school finally at at, um, at 15 uh we we went we were back in ventura and so that's when uh your grandma um your idaho grandma yeah. not not stockton grandma but she's like well we're moving to idaho and I was like, I'm not moving to Idaho. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. And your tia too were like, we're not moving. That's it. We're done. Yeah. And she's like, you got to move with me. I was like, we're 15. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> and she's 16. We're going to stay here. And then her boyfriend at the time, you know, uh, uh, he he was 18. He goes, I'll get us a place. So we moved out and we stayed. And we mm-hmm. finished and we graduated high school and we, and we did everything. But we're like, we're not gonna leave again yeah because it was it it was it was hard that's why i have so many so much energy and so much like different voices in me and so much different characters is because i had to make friends with myself yeah Yeah. just because of constant moving from here to there and that and that's why i really like what this story is showcasing that and i mean he got rejected 11 times and he tried for three years before he got accepted and and i i like stuff like that i like seeing those stories of the, the failures yeah. before your success because yeah, the struggle and yeah, the come you, up you have to fail in order to succeed and people yeah. get scared of fail but you have to if you're not yeah. failing then you're not really living life yeah. yeah and that's the thing it's like it's like failure is part of, of, of success right mm-hmm. but failure is really not a failure it's not it's not yeah. it's just another lesson in, in your in your it's, road to yeah, success it's something for you to say okay this didn't work out but I'm going to try this next yeah, exactly. like it's not something that it should stop yeah, you and you I go, think, go back regroup re-strategize yeah. and then do it all over I again I think that when we think of failure we really do think it as a negative notion, but it doesn't have to be negative. You, It's just like that. Like, you know, let's just say, you know, something happens. You're like, crap, this didn't work out. 
But you know what? I'm going to try again, just like he did. I'm going to try again. I'm going to reapply to be an astronaut. This, li- this dude literally reached for the stars. Yeah, he reached he for the it. stars and he got it. Yeah. And I love it, and of course, because he's Hispanic. And I love that there, you know, something like this, especially being an astronaut. This is an example for it's us. It's an example. Because of, there wasn't growing up. Yeah. Like and now we, there is. We, don't, we didn't have a lot of people like being a NASA astronaut. So seeing that showcase and going to be in a film, like a lot of kids have to watch that because they're going to know that they can be an astronaut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the day, the only true failure is never trying at all. Mm-hmm. So if you're not trying, that's when you're failing. Oh, yeah. So you just try. It doesn't matter. If you oh, fall, yeah. you get yourself back up, dust yourself off, and then do it all over again. Yes. Because if you're passionate enough about whatever it is that you're trying to reach, whatever goal you're trying to you know, get to and accomplish, you have to. You have to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. All right. Failure is just part of the process. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful thing. So we can't wait to see that. Is, yeah, is there a release yeah, date? They're going to start filming this August in Mexico City. So they're right. going to start. There. Can I throw can I throw my boy's hat in? Yeah. Jacob Vargas. Vargas. <laughs> I want to see Jacob Vargas on there. That's that's my homie. Izzy's a cuñado. Yeah. I really want to see him in there. <laughs> I love that? that dude. He's one of my favorite actors from the Giddy Up. Still him. got love for yeah, him. And the fact that I found out he like who he was really, or, you yeah. know, who she related to. I was like, what you mean? So now I see these Instagram photos and I'm Hey. And y'all know Jacob Vargas, all right? Don't <laughs> act like you don't. He was on the on Friday After Next. He was the voice of the lizard on Dr. Doolittle 2. Mm-hmm. He was like on a bunch of movies. He was on Mi Vida Loca. Yeah. He was like on tons of movies. And this dude is actually on a show right now with uh, with Fluffy, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Iglesias, on, on Netflix, yes. too. And he's one of the teachers on there. But this guy is is awesome. He was on the Mayans. Yeah. A lot of movies. But a lot of good stuff. I do want to see Jacob Vargas in this movie. I'm excited because the casting director... Um, her name's Carla Hull, and she's actually casted for big shows such as Narcos, Coco, and even the Gordita Chronicles. Gordita Chronicles. Is, have we talked about that no, yet? No, which if no one has seen this show yet, this is a new show you oh, have to see. I love this show. It is such a family-oriented show yep. that the, the little girl... I'm going to tell you like this, guys. Hats off to this lady for casting yeah. her. <laughs> guys, I'm going to tell you like this. Look, I watched it for the simple purpose of watching a show with my little girl. Uh-huh. And then when I watched it, I loved it so much. It wasn't, re- it, I mean, it's a show. The, the main protagonist is a little girl, obviously, mm-hmm. Gordita Chronicles. Gordita's little chubby girl, yeah. you know? And, and it's a story of her growing up in the 80s in Miami. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. It's so vibrant and it's so funny. This little girl they chose to, to uh, portray the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, she is so so good. She's so good. And so the casting director. And it's Eva Langoria who, who created yeah. this, right? And the casting director for this is also casting director for this upcoming film. So I'm excited because the fact that she's casted all these people from like Narcos and Coco too, like she's going to get a big yeah. list of Yeah, people. so girl, if you're listening, <laughs> Jacob Vargas, all right, get him on this movie. I want to see him in another big movie like that, all right? And, uh, other than that, um, that's it. That's yeah, our show, right? That's it. We've had a great time, and I'm glad to be back. Thank you to everyone who uh, supports us and continues listening to our show. Shout-outs again to Rita and the Latina mm-hmm. Podcasters and Latino Pods. Uh, Shout-outs to everybody, uh, part of the community and stuff. We appreciate you all, and especially to my boy Hendrix. It was mm-hmm. a pleasure seeing him in his town, in El Paso, to my prima Alejandra and Lynette and Efren and the, and the, the twin, twin, twins. <laughs> Desiree and Celeste, love y'all. Uh, it was so good to see you. And um, yeah, man, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Any yes, shots for you? And we're two episodes away from episode 30. Yeah. And I'm so excited for that because we're going to do something really big. Yeah. But just thank you to everyone who continues to support us, especially Rita from the Latina um, Podcasters for giving us um, even a bigger platform. Exactly. So. so make sure you follow us, Joey Bravo 208, anywhere on social media. And Aaliyah Marie 208. And sipping tea with Joey and Marie. All right, we out. Have a good Monday. We out. Peace. I want to go.